COVID-19 is requiring your child to stay home in most parts of the world, actually, not just here in Ontario, Canada, but across the country. What can you do as a parent? How can you make it productive? This is my COVID-19 parenting guide. Let's get started. This is the Parenting with Confidence podcast. I'm Dr. Henry J. Speck. This podcast is about building your self-esteem as a parent and also the self-esteem of your children. We're going to talk about ways you can improve your parenting skills, get confident, and help your child be their best. Let's get started. So now that your child's at home for weeks, if you're in Ontario, some three weeks after, two weeks after March break and probably longer, and across the country, as well as in the United States and Europe and other parts, let me give you my five things you want to do as a parent to help your child during this time. Before I give you that five, I just want you to remember that many, many years ago when we were growing up, if you know, I'm 63, so obviously when I was growing up, there was no internet, there was no rapid, quick news cycle. And that's a big part of what we're seeing today. Certainly the, the virus, COVID-19, is not something to not take seriously and certainly tragic if people have experienced it and had dire outcomes. But what we need to understand for children, and this is my concept that, that I believe for most children, uh, too much information is not a good thing for children because it's not helpful for them. We know that children develop at a at a different rate cognitively, and, and children who we think, for example, a 14 and a 15-year-old, you may think they can understand all the concepts of everything and certainly are able to, to manage stress and the kinds of things they're facing. Uh, why put them through that? So I think it's really important to, as a parent, to be optimistic and also um, look at your children and ask yourself, is it really helpful to give them all the information that's out there other than washing your hands and how to be careful uh, during these times? The first uh, strategy I want to talk about as a parent is you need to have a workspace, work desk for your children, or or we'll say child in this podcast. You need to have a workspace. So if you're working from home, you probably have a desk or part of your home or apartment where you work. Create a workspace for your child so that when you go to work, they go to work. And with that, it should have a desk, it should have lighting, it should have a a way, for example, to isolate them from a lot of distractions. Uh, You're going to put a cell phone away. God help us if they have a cell phone, but you're going to put that away because they're basically in school. And where do you go? Well, I strongly recommend, and even though it's uh, an American website, the KhanAcademy.org, K-H-A-N, academy.org, O-R-G, is a website that has uh, free classes for children from kindergarten all the way through high school. You can even have, there's even college and universities. So I would look at that site and I would, you know, pull out different concepts that you want your child to work on and set a specific timeline, set a schedule. So for example, from 9 or 8 o'clock to 8.30, they may be working on math, uh, create a schedule for them to work at the Khan Academy, at least an hour a day. Depending on their age, it may be less or more. The second with that is part of the workspace. You need to give them a project to do. And a project example is what we often recommend for gifted children. And most children within a classroom who, who have special needs, that is they're, they're going to be working on a project. And here's how you set up the project with your child. 
the difference based on their age would be the length of time they have to work on the project. So for young children, it may be the day. You know, it may be a week if they're in grade one, two, or three uh, and quite advanced, or it may be uh, two weeks. And then as they get older, the max might be uh, three or four weeks to finish the project. And you simply say to them, what are your interests? What are you interested in? What do you want to research? What do you want to find out more about? And you then set up a timeline for them. You say, okay, um, on Monday, you can start working on this project. By Friday, I want you to have this part of that project completed. Um, you then um, let them go. They have access to research, to writing, to whatever. Give them a half an hour to an hour, whatever time they want every day to work on their own project. They may want to understand how to do coding. There's so many programs available for teaching children how to code online. They may want to build a website. They may want to uh, do a YouTube video, so they'll have to engage in editing software and so on. So whatever the project may be, it may be a non-technology project like using Lego. I don't know if you get a chance to have Lego or Lego Robotics. Perhaps they want to build something. Um, Science projects, like we used to do back in my day, uh, one of the most fascinating science projects, even this time of the year, uh, although it's still a bit cold where I live, but you take a small, you go out and you, you dig up a small bit of, uh, of the ground, you put it in a funnel, and underneath the funnel you put a mason jar, and above the funnel you put a, a light. And what happens is the light gradually warms and dries the material, the soil and the grass, and any insects or whatever's in that soil will gradually move down and drop down into the mason jar. Now, after you look at it, you can put the insects back outside, but it gives you an idea and gives children a chance to look at science and what's involved. And back, way back in the 19, early 1980s, when I was a supply teacher, I used to bring this kit with me to the classrooms so that often I would simply... To, uh, get permission from the principal. We'd walk around the school ground with my class. We'd dig a few holes. Uh, we would uh, set up funnels. I had two or three of them, and the, and the children would all be able to write and research this. And I, I really ha had never had a behavior problem the time I did this. Children love this uh, simple uh, old activity. So conacademy.org, setting up a workspace with a weekly or monthly project, extremely important. The next lessons on money. This is an opportunity for you to help your children understand the concept of money and investing. And one of the things I recommend, depending on the age of your child, um, you think about what they're interested in. You then look at uh, help them understand different companies and you give them uh, what I would call fake money to invest. So you're not giving them real money and there are different websites. You can certainly Google it. You'll find all kinds of them where you can set up. a. It's kind of like a game where you put money in that's not real. And you look at it fluctuates based on the, the price of the stocks. So depending on the age of your child, you may, you know, you may buy a few shares of McDonald's or you may buy a few ch shares of a green energy company, whatever your child may have interest in. And then you start looking at what that means to be invested in the stock market. With that, um, hopefully you have a, an allowance system. So children are getting um, their age weekly an allowance to do certain tasks. A third of it should go to charity. A third of it should go to uh, savings. And a third of it should be spent on fun activities um, and save up to buy those things that you're not going to buy for them. So part of their investment education could be learning how to invest and also how to give back some of that allowance. So that's a money sort of structured lesson. The final two extremely important. So when you get on your treadmill, 
When you start exercising or go for that walk, your child also needs to exercise. So make sure your child gets at least 20 minutes to 30 minutes of exercise. Often we say before they start their academics, um, but any time during the day is fine. Now, how do you do that? Well, if you belong to a gym, go to a gym. Take your child with you. If not, um, you know, if you don't belong to a gym and you have a treadmill, you can work out with your child there. If you have a step or two, you can do the old style step exercises. There's videos you can do. Um, there are bikes you can get. I mean, I, uh, believe in, um, you know, when you work out, the model is that your child should also work out. So if you're on a treadmill, it'd be pretty cool to have your child also working out with you. You can get stationary bikes that are built for children. The, the system we use, and we've donated some to classrooms called Sparks. Um, and it's a program where they put uh, bicycles in the classroom. Now you can probably get less expensive options at your local hardware store, but certainly find a way for your child to exercise at least 30 minutes, depending on their age or more per day. The final one is have fun. So th- this is about having a good time. So how, how, does your ch- how is your child going to have fun? Well, they may connect with friends, technolo- technologically wise. Um, there, this is an opportunity for you to um, spend time with your child. And, and we talk about the 30-minute quality one-on-one session in our previous podcast. You can do that every day. If you're working from home and your child's at home, um, you can certainly do that. You can get involved with cooking with them. There's so much you can do on that side. So those are my five uh, COVID-19 parenting uh, suggestions or survival guides, if you will. Uh, Get started on that structure today. Your child's going to have a lot of fun. Now, one thing you need to remember is I'll, I'll never forget many, many years ago when we, uh, went to Europe for two uh, two months, sorry, two weeks, and our children were young, and one of them was in school, and we simply, two of them actually were in school, we took them out of school, took them to the grandparents, and had them uh, do two hours of, of schoolwork per day, and when our, when our, and we asked the teachers to give us books and so on, and by the, when we went back, when we went back to school, my children were actually ahead of the class, so for most children, two hours of work per day um, in elementary school will certainly keep them at or above their uh, skill set. If they're working on projects in the Khan Academy, you can be well assured their skills are being built. I'm Dr. Henry Sveck for Parenting with Confidence. Remember, for more information on how to parent your children with confidence, uh, don't forget you can get my book, Don't Be a Wimp. Raise a Strong Leader at Amazon.ca. And it really is a book that explains the unconditional love exercise and all the other things I'm talking about expanding on in these podcasts. Until next time, have an amazing week.